the Detroit Pistons are in the market for a new head coach. But is the Pistons' vacant head coaching job a attractive position for coaches out there that may be wanting to take their first step as a head coach? We're going to talk about that in today's episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. Per usual, I am your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter, at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button at the YouTube section or at the YouTube channel. We are five subscribers away from 5,000 subscribers. You guys have shown up and shown out for the podcast. So if you guys are watching this or listening to this and have not subscribed, to the YouTube channel. Be one of the five people we need to get the 5K. I would have really appreciate it. Or you can leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. And today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make a home cook easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash NBA60 and use code NBA60 for 60% off plus free shipping um later on the podcast we'll talk about some of weaver's comments he had his exit interview we'll talk about some of his comments on the wing room we'll talk about some of his comments about when we should expect um, a new coach to be hired for the detroit pistons and also quickly before we dive into the first uh topic i just got done watching the atlanta hawks game i do want to say it was pretty cool to see sadiq bay um competing in i guess a playoff setting. I know it's a play-in, but it was pretty cool to see him in the playoffs. Uh, definitely went exactly how I thought it would. One less shot attempt than Trey Young. Don't don't ever change, Sadiq. Don't don't ever change. I respect it, man. I respect it. But it was cool to see him. Happy for him. Um, but anyways, let's get into the first topic, man. And obviously, the Detroit Pistons they have an open head coaching spot, and they'll be obviously checking out many many candidates for this head coaching job. I I completely believe. That Troy Weaver, the front office, ownership, everybody, um, they'll be very thorough with their search for the Pistons' next head coach. The question I want to ask you guys, and I'll give my answer to, is, is the Detroit Pistons' coaching job an attractive coaching job out there? So if you're if you're an, a first-time head coach, or if, when I say first-time head coach, you are, you've never been a head coach, and you're being interviewed, and you have a chance to become your first time ever being a head coach. Is the Pistons a job that you would leave your current job for to become a head coach for? Because that first job is very important. You want to get the right spot. You want to have the right first impression. Because you know if the first spot doesn't go well, you may not get another shot ever again. So is the Pistons an attractive place to come to be a head coach for? And before I give my answer, I want to tell you guys what Troy Weaver thought about this. First, I also want to thank James Edwards for getting the complete Q&A of Troy Weaver's exit interview. We didn't get any links for it. We didn't get any videos for it. So really, we were just hoping on uh, some tweets from the beat writers of what was said from Troy Weaver. So thank God James did that. I really appreciate that he did that over at The Athletic. Um, But the question Weaver was asked was, what is the biggest selling point for this team? There will be openings that coaches have options for. Is the biggest selling point the young talent? Because that might mean it's going to take some time. And Weaver's response was, which I think is pretty, 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 pretty dope, um, there's no selling point. 
coaches, if you're worth your salt, you know what's going on. We know the selling po- we know what the selling points are. We have great ownership, great leadership, great city, great fan base, and we've got some young talent. We got some young talents here, excuse me. I'm just looking for the right coach. I'm not trying to sell this job at all. So, first I want to say yes, I do believe the Pistons job is an attractive job. Do I believe it's the most attractive job on the market? I think there's an argument for it. I think Weaver is kind of... I, I love the confidence, but I also think he's somewhat trolling a little bit. You have to sell every coach. You have to sell everybody for for the for a job. It doesn't matter what job it is, especially when you're out there trying to get guys to give up their current jobs. Some of the assistant coaches, they get to pick. A lot of these coaches that the Pistons will be interviewing will be interviewed by multiple teams. The Houston Rockets, um, depending on how, what happens with some other teams, They'll, they'll have other opportunities. So do I think that they need to be out there like complete, like selling their asses off because this team's just not an attractive spot? No. But to think that they don't have to sell at all what's going on here to make it look even more attractive than it is, I think that's a little bit trolling. I think he knows that. I think he's just trying to you know, sound a little bit, a little bit more confident there. Um, but what I think makes the Pistons such an attractive job is that, one, they have a lot of salary cap space this offseason. I feel like they do have a lot of flexibility with their salary cap. And I I know this is not a general manager job, but if you're becoming a head coach of a team, you do want to know the flexibility of the team. You do want to know about the roster construction. You do want to know what the future is looking like. You don't want to sign yourself up for something you have no idea about. Coaches are in on that kind of stuff too. They're aware of what goes on, and they don't want to be a part of a bad situation. And I think the Pistons have really good flexibility in that department. I think they have... Three really nice young talents in Kay Cunningham, Jane Ivey, and Jalen Duren. Those three guys are very legit. Kay's a franchise guy. Jane Ivey looks like he's going to be a star one day. And Jalen Duren also looks like he's going to be one. When you have those kind of three building blocks all around the same age, at that young of an age, it's a really attractive spot. That's two. Three, I do believe they got good leadership. I think they have a good culture that they're building. And, and they have a great fan base. I, I agree with what he said about a great fan base. They have a fan base that's waiting for a winner. If you bring a winner, they will come support you. And I do think coaches care somewhat about the kind of culture. And not just not the fan base so much, but I think fan base contributes to the culture. I think everything contributes to the culture. And I think they care about that kind of stuff. And I think the Pistons are building a really good culture here in Detroit right now. Um, another thing I think that makes this team such an attractive spot right now is the fact that this offseason, I don't think that they're going to be asked to win 50 games or anything. Like I don't think that's going to be the expectation. But this team is not going to be just a young team that's going to lose 70 games, 60 games, 50 games or anything, and and you get that put on your coaching record. This offseason, the team's going to make some moves. Weaver, which we'll talk about this later, but Weaver talked about how moves will be made. This team will be improved. They're going to the next season trying to be a good team. So this coach is coming into a situation where some young guys are taking the next step. Some moves will be made to help make that next step. You have another top lottery pick. You got future flexibility. All of that combined, I think that makes the Pistons a really attractive spot for any coach that should be looking for their first head coaching job, let alone a veteran head coach that's already had jobs and is coming back around to try to get another one. But definitely first-time head coaches, I, I do think that the Pistons are an extremely attractive job and I do think that if you come to coach for the Pistons I don't want to say they get a long leash but I don't think you're going to be like on the hot seat immediately like you would be for a contender or a really damn good team right now to like win immediately like if you don't win these playoff series if you don't you don't reach the Eastern Conference Finals Western Conference Finals you don't reach the finals blah blah you're gonna be in the hot seat they're not gonna have that 
Now, you need to feel a good team on the floor. They, they need to be improved. But I don't think they're going to be on the hot seat to playoff wins, playoff series wins, like that kind of stuff, at least for two years from now. So they will have a little bit, not too much, but a little bit of a cushion as well. So combine all those things, I do think the Pistons have a really attractive coaching job. And I think a lot of teams, I, think, I know I said earlier that I feel like Weaver is trolling a little bit by saying he doesn't have to sell the job at all. I think you have to sell everything at least a little bit. But I do see what he's talking about. I somewhat agree with it. Again, not to the complete extreme that you just don't sell it at all. You have to sell everything. But this job, this Pistons job, he is telling the truth when it comes with, when, when it goes to um, the, the, the selling sells itself. You see the young talent on this team. You know the flexibility that we have. If they don't, you can obviously tell them. I think that's something that, you, that will be told to co- coaching candidates. You see the flexibility. You see the culture that we're building over here. You see the young talent that's coming up. You see what we're trying to do next year. You can be a part of this. You can be a part of what takes us to the next step. I do think the job kind of sells itself. So I think the Pistons, if not the most attractive coaching job on the market right now, they're definitely in the argument for it. And look, I know Houston is a really attractive one too. They got a lot of young talent. They have a lot more picks than the Detroit Pistons do, which could possibly get them another star. I get that. That that may be, I know Zach Lowe's talked about that as well on his podcast. That may be the part that edges Rockets over the Pistons potentially. But either way, I think the Pistons are in argument for the number one most attractive coaching job on the market uh, that's going to be available. And I think any coach that eventually gets the job will be very happy with the with the with the with what they're coming into, the franchise that they're coming into. I think they'll be very happy with that. So let me know what you guys think in the comment section down below or over on Twitter. Do you guys think that the Pistons have an attractive coaching job? Do you guys think it's the most attractive coaching job out there right now? Do you think it's more attractive than the Houston Rockets? Do you think the Pistons will have to sell it at all? Let me know in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Kuka Hill. Coming up, Weaver talks a little bit about the wing room. We'll talk about what he said and kind of play it forward a little bit. We'll talk about that when we come back. But first, I got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is the coolest game I've played in a long time and definitely a phone game that I've played in a very long time, probably going all the way back to high school when we're talking about like fun run or something. I've always thought I could be a great NBA GM. As it turns out, it's not all that easy. If you had the same thought and have fantasized about managing your own basketball franchise, go and download Ultimate Pro Basketball GM right now. This game allows you to manage every strategic aspect of a franchise, playing through seasons and leading your franchise and fans to glory as you build a historic dynasty. In the simulation you're responsible for, dealing with challenging personalities, both players and coaches, hiring the right coaches and assistants, trading and training players and making draft picks, navigating your franchise through free agency, the draft, all the ups and downs of multiple seasons. All this in a challenging and realistic game world, Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is completely free and playable offline, play on the go, as you want, when you want to. I haven't had much success with Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. I've been losing a lot, but like I say, every time we bring up this uh, special app right here, I talk about how Lockdown Bulls have won multiple championships. I don't know what they're doing over there, how they're cheating. we got to figure out what they're doing over there. But I have not been too successful. Maybe you guys will be more successful for me than me. And to help you out, Lockdown Pistons listeners get 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKEDON in the game store. So make sure to check it out. Download the game. Just visit probasketballgm.com. Scan the code or look it up on the app stores. That's probasketballgm.com. 
ultimate basketball GM. Start your dynasty today. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button. We are five subscribers away from 5,000 subscribers. If you're one of the people who are listening or watching and have not subscribed to the YouTube channel, please hit that subscribe button. I'd really appreciate it. Or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. That's another great way to support the podcast. Um... I've mentioned throughout this entire season. It's been something I've talked about all season, the Pistons wing room. The Pistons wing room has been awful. Was awful, I should say. The season's over. Was awful all season. And the wing room is honestly something the Pistons have struggled with, I feel like, forever. Like, I I don't feel like I've ever, like, in my time as a Pistons fan, I'm going to need you guys to help me out. I don't remember a time where the Pistons wing room was really strong. Maybe with the Van Gundy Van Gundy's teams with Tobias Harris and Marcus Morris, that, that probably was pretty nice. It was fine. Um, but outside of them, man, like, and that's the names we're bringing up. No disrespect to those guys, but those are the names we're bringing up when we say the best wing room that the Pistons have had. So their wing room has been awful for a long time, but this season I think it was probably the worst in the entire NBA, definitely on the defensive end. And I've talked about that religiously on this podcast. And when you guys tell me or you guys ask me, Koo, what did the Pistons need to do this offseason to take the next step? What areas do they need to improve on? What areas do they need to add players to? What, what do they need to do? The first thing I say to you guys every single time, wing room, wing room, wing room. I say it over and over. I talk about how bad the defense was. I bring up multiple wing free agents that they could potentially go after that won't be expensive, that won't be big time free agents, but simply would be upgrades over this past season's wing room, and that would help the team tremendously. I truly believe that this team, if they simply had an improved wing room that provided spacing and three-point, and, and, and not three-point shooting and spacing go together, and defense on the wing room, it would help everyone else on the team. It would help literally everyone on the team. It would catapult this team to a different height. That's their biggest weakness, and it's really what's holding this team back. I feel like it was done on purpose. I've said that to you guys before. I think it was done on purpose to keep this team at the bottom of the league so they could be in the top of the lottery. This season, I think it was something they did strategically. But it's something I've said over and over they need to attack. And Troy Weaver agrees. It was super cool for me to hear him say this publicly because I may think some things, I may hear some things, but at the end of the day, you never truly know what a GM is thinking until he says it himself. You can hear things, you can think things, people around him can tell you things, like... All that stuff can happen, but you truly never know until a GM says it himself. And today, or last, yesterday, by the time you guys listen to this, Troy Weaver did speak on the wing room. He was asked, and again, I'm getting this from James Edwards' article on The Athletic. Again, he, he had every question and answer from his exit interview. I want to thank him again for that. Um, he was asked, You've been very transparent after every season at the trade deadline about what this roster is lacking. What does this team need to acquire this offseason? He could have went in multiple different areas. He could have got specific in certain areas. He could have said anything. But what he said, and it was a very short answer, and an immediate quick answer, answer, my goodness, was, quote, yeah, we could use another wing defender. We've got Livers who fits that bill. We'd like another wing defender, preferably one that could shoot the ball as well. A wing defender who can shoot it is the one tool that we do not have. He's telling the complete truth. And that's something, again, like I said, I've been telling you guys for months. 
this team desperately needs a wing. Desperately. And hearing him say this really lets me know that he notices it. Obviously, he's the GM. He should know things I don't know. And obviously, he was able to see it. But he obviously has that at the top of his list. So I have absolutely no question at all. No question at all that they will be improving it. Now, whether it's through the draft, through multiple picks in the draft, maybe they get another one and they go after one. I won't be surprised at all if they spend all of their cap space in this offseason. All of it. If they spend all of their cap space on wing room. I would not be shocked even a little bit. Because later on in the, in the exit interview, he also talked about how he believes that the improvement is from in-house. He believes that this team that they have, they have a, oh, let me just say the actual quote here. He said, I think we have enough in this building to continue to move forward and compete. That was in response to whether he's planning around the lottery. He says no, because he thinks he has enough people in, this lock, uh, in the locker room on this roster to take the next step forward. Again, that's something I've been telling you guys for a while now. That's something I truly believe that Weaver feels like. He thinks that this team, at the guard positions, at the big positions, he has those guys. But they don't have the wings. And that's what they need to take it to the next step. So I won't be surprised if everyone from the guard room returns, basically. I won't be surprised if damn near everyone from the big room returns again. But with a completely different wing room. I wouldn't be shocked about that at all. My only question is, how does he go about it? Is it in the draft? Is it in free agency? Who is he targeting? He specifically mentioned wing defense. He mess- he mentioned wing defense over wing shooting. So I think that means he probably prioritizes that over the shooting. Now he could have been just talking and you know that just happened to be the first one he- thing he said. I don't want to hold him quite literal to that. That, that would be kind of, uh, I-, I think that probably would be a little messed up. <laughs> but if we are to take it at that uh that kind of angle. If he's prioritizing wing defenders over everything, I could see them going after potentially Grant Williams in free agency. Is he maybe could be a big fan of Amon and Asar Thompson in the draft. Both those guys project to be really damn good defenders in the NBA. They have the length, they have the athleticism, they have the size, they have the motor on the defensive end to go after that. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he likes those guys. And again, he talked about the lottery over and over in this dra- uh, in this Q&A. He said he doesn't care where they end up. He's not worried about it. He's he's cool. He's not playing around. He's cool wherever they end up. Which tells me that if he, they were to fall to 3, 4, and 5, potentially he likes one of those wing guys. One of the Thompson twins. Maybe that that's it. The wing, the wing free agency. Maybe he likes Dylan Brooks in free agency. Maybe they go after Dylan Brooks. I know Dylan Brooks is a very you know hot topic. <laughs> Um, but he's one of the best defenders on the wing in the entire NBA for sure, no doubt. So maybe he goes out to him. All I know is is that that wing room that I talked about all season, that wing room that was so pathetic for the majority of this season, almost all of the season actually, it, it will be different. It will be different. I completely believe that now. I completely believe it, and I wouldn't be shocked if he moves off of Boyan in the offseason to get a more wing uh more of a wing defender type rather than an offensive minded wing. Uh, their their point of attack defense on the wings were was just really bad, man. It was it it was bad, really really bad. So I, I won't be shocked if he just completely flips it from offense to defense. And next season, look, if we're complaining next season a little bit about offense, I know before this season I told you guys on here, hey, let's give up some defense for offense. I told you guys throughout the season I was wrong. I was wrong. I'll never say it again. 
ever. I will never say that kind of BS again. Watching this team try to defend this season literally had my eyes bleeding, especially on the wing. So I'll, I'm more than willing to, to have next season be a season where I'm like, yeah, their defense is really good. They create a lot of transition opportunities to get out on the fast break, but they're a little over-reliant on their stars in the offensive end. They could improve with some spacing or some shooting. I'd be completely okay saying that as long as I don't have to watch the piss-poor defense that I watched this past season. That was just horrific. So that's my takeaway from uh, Troy Weaver's Q&A. There is something else we'll talk about coming up, and it's are we going to have a coach before the lottery? Are we going to know who the Pistons' next head coach is before the lottery even takes place? We'll talk about that coming up. But first, I got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, FanDuel. Grand slams, no-hitters, and double plays are back. There's no better place to get on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. A, pl- a prop that I was doing all season, or ba- basically the back half of the season for the Pistons, was over on Jane Ivey's assist. Now, you can't do that now. you got to shift over to ba- maybe baseball. Maybe you're a baseball fan. Maybe you want to see if Aaron Judge can pick it up where he left it off with another home run. Don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button at the YouTube channel. We are five subscribers away from 5,000 subscribers. So please hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. Everyone's asking, when will we know who the next head coach of the Detroit Pistons will be? How long are we going to be waiting? Is it going to be a week, two weeks, a month, two months, three months? How far are we going to go without knowing who the head coach of the Pistons is going to be? I think Weaver gave us that answer in his Q&A. Weaver was asked, do you think a coach out there will wait to see what happens with the lottery before deciding? Is it important to, is it important to you to have someone dependent on that? And Weaver's response was, Quote, I'm making this, the decision, so no. I want to hire someone next to me who says they're going to wait until the lottery? No. I'm not worried about that at all. So, what I take away from that is, he wants to hire someone before the lottery. That, that's, that's something I took away from that. I don't think he wants to hire somebody who's just waiting to see how the lottery balls go to decide they want to be the coach of the Detroit Pistons. I think he wants to have somebody that identified the Pistons as somewhere that they would like to be at, somewhere they would like to coach, no matter where they land, one, two, three, four, or five with the Pistons. I think he wants to know that a coach is high enough on what Detroit's building, their culture, their roster, their young talent, all of that. I think he wants to know that they're high on all that kind of stuff before the lottery pick. I think he wants someone who believes in everything that's being built, no matter what the lottery pick is. And I think based on his answer right there, we may get a quick, a, a quick hiring here. Maybe not in like the next few days or anything. Maybe not in the next week. But before the lottery, I would be shocked if the Pistons didn't have a coach by the lottery. I, I truly would be shocked a little bit. And another part of why I think it, I would be shocked, not just with Weaver's, uh, not just with Weaver's quote here about the lottery, 
But I do think that you probably would like your coach around, the, the coach that you have um, for the upcoming season. I do think you probably would like to have that around um, before the lottery. And when, when the lottery takes place, you can kind of talk with them, you know, about what, what you think's going, what you think should go on, what, you know, about some prospects and stuff. You don't have to do it, but I think you just, a quality of life thing, you probably would just like to have that around. Um, but definitely, I think the big thing with Weaver is just simply, like I said, he wants a guy who believes in what Detroit's building, believes in the front office, believes in the leadership, the young guys, the culture, all that kind of stuff. I think he wants someone who believes in it. Nonetheless, the lottery, screw the lottery. Do you believe in everything before? If we were to fall to five, would you still love this spot? Like that kind of thing. I think that's what he's looking for. I think he should be looking for it. So I won't be shocked if the Pistons hire somebody before the lottery. Do you guys think that the Pistons will hire somebody before the lottery takes place? Let me know in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Kook Hill. That's all I've got for you guys today, man. Definitely go check out James Edwards' article at The Athletic. He, like I said, he has every single question and answer from Weaver's um, exit interview. I just want to say this out loud. Pistons, man, you guys got to do better. You guys got to do better here. There's no reason why the, the general public shouldn't be getting a live streamer of this or videos of this or a link to watch the whole thing. There's no reason. There's no reason, especially because we've had it in the past. It's happened in the past. Other teams do it. I just watched the entirety of Zion Williamson's exit interview or not his exit interview but an interview just today eight minutes long I got, I got the whole thing why can't the Pistons why, why can't Pistons fans get the exit interview to Weaver to Dwayne Casey talking about going up to the front office why can't we get the player exit interview videos why are we not getting links to that especially when you've done it in the past before so Pistons you guys gotta do better in that department so thank you to James though because without James we wouldn't know all these questions and all these answers uh completely we may get a little sentences from here and there but without James, since the Pistons didn't want to do that, we would have been screwed. So, come on, Pistons. Be better than that. You, you, guys, you guys can do better than that. But that's all I've got for you guys today. Thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. Free and available on all your podcast platforms. Leave us a five-star review, whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Hit that subscribe button at the YouTube channel. And until next time, I'll see you guys later. Stay safe. Enjoy these playing games. And peace out.